for 11 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Come on in, y'all. Welcome to my house. It's Rosie on the house. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place every Saturday morning. Your weekend wake-up adventure. I'm here in studio with my son, Romy. We've got our broadcast engineer, Mr. Gary D., running all the controls. And my wife, sweet Jennifer, on the phone booth, getting ready to take your calls. And we've got special guest in this morning, a relatively new Rosie on the House certified partner, uh, Aaron Merkow. Thanks for coming in of Core Landscaping. Appreciate you coming in, my friend. And we're going to kind of continue the conversation we were talking about last hour, uh, in part on just proper irrigation of uh, that landscaping. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Uh, the irrigation systems have certainly gone through, and, and you're not old enough to remember, but uh, when I got into into construction, that my very first job was for a lawn sprinkler company, mm-hmm. William T. Jenkins. <laughs> and uh, I pulled a little stunt at Kokopai Elementary School in seventh grade that got me expelled. It was a it was a stunt. I, my mom and dad didn't laugh about it till about thirty years later. Then they finally could giggle about it, but they didn't think <laughs> they didn't think it was very funny at the time. And William T. Jenkins said, "Well, Rosie, why don't you show up at my house, uh, five o'clock every morning, and put PVC parts in all the vans, so when the crews get here, they can leave the yard with trucks." Full of so, man. If you want to talk male adapters or you know, uh, slip slip threads or whatever, man, risers, adjustable risers, I, I got you covered there. Yeah, that sounds good. All the parts, but but in those days, everything was put in a 125 uh, uh, PVC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things whose have... idea was it to go to this chewable, flexible tube? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. I think that they uh, they want to keep selling new material, right? Oh, so they okay. don't build stuff to last anymore. Uh, Man, they went to the drip system, which is these poly tubes, mm-hmm. very flexible. They come in rolls. Mm-hmm. You don't need to. Uh, they don't seem to get buried quite as deep as we used to bury the PVC. Maybe that was just Bill Jenkins saying, "Deeper, son, deeper." <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Uh, there, there are more than one type of poly, which is, is even more confusing than it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big box stores, you know, sell one type of poly and commercial vendors sell a different. And there's even a different material that we use now. Uh, there's so many ways to do it. Some of them obviously have longer lifespans than others. But yeah, if you went to a bigger retail store or somebody that carries these items in bulk, uh, you're definitely going to be getting a, a less of a quality material than going with a the diameter is different. The fittings don't interchange. The wall thickness is much thinner. Yeah, all of it. it and uh, it works great when you put it in, right? But it it, uh, it just isn't built to last. I've got to believe there has to be some kind of a trend to go back to PVC. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, most people ask us about using PVC for their systems. And okay. It's, it's definitely the, the best way to do it. Less uh, chewable. Less chewable, but also the most expensive way to do it. So we've kind of found a middle ground between PVC and traditional poly systems that still gives you quite a long lifespan, but isn't as much of an upfront investment. What is that? It's a material called the swing riser pipe, and uh, it's it's rated to the PSI that PVC would be. But it's just uh, the inside diameter is much thicker than traditional polytubing, so it lasts uh, substantially longer than a traditional system would. What What is the gnaw resistance? <laughs> <laughs> We're still going through testing on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the aggravation. I mean, I've got I've got a five gallon bucket in my back shed uh -huh. that's full of nothing but you know three foot lengths of polytubing. And a couple hundred couplers. And right. you're just out there constantly with the gophers chewing through your irrigation system. Yeah, it's a, it's a recurring schedule almost. Set your, your reminder every Saturday to go repair your lines. It's, it's common. It happens everywhere. So we just uh, have implemented different ways to do it to hopefully build in some, some longer, more durable materials for the systems. And what was the name of that middle ground product you've it's called Swing Riser Pipe. Swing uh, Riser Pipe. Yeah. And it's made for uh, PVC extensions, really, on lawn sprinkler systems. But we've, we and a bunch of other companies have adapted a way to use it for drip systems, uh, simply for just getting a longer lifespan and more durability out of the system. Well, well that I, excites me a lot because I, <laughs> I have, we put in an orchard about eight years ago. Uh -huh. And, um, I put in the drip, trying to do the low water use, um, and I think we've probably wasted more water just <laughs> and not and in it running, following the timers going off, and you know just just leaks watering spots that you know there's no tree. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's definitely easier to configure a poly system than some of these other methods, but there's a trade off to all those different approaches of doing it. So. Uh, for a do-it-yourselfer, uh, swing riser pipe configuration can take some time and some muscle to get it all to work together. Um, but, you know, polytubing is easier to install, and, and it'll last you for a few years. It just isn't built as tough. No, we're, that's on, on the to-do is re-irrigate the, <laughs> uh, the whole orchard, and we're going to do it with a, two different types of channels, one for the regular trees, but then in between the road trees, we're going to put in another uh, irrigation line to plant all of our, uh, melons, you know, put oh, pumpkin, yeah. watermelon, uh, and, and take use of that space in between the, the tree rows. Yeah, absolutely. I would think my yard is fairly typical. I've got the PVC pop-up heads in the lawn, mm -hmm. but all my shrubs and trees are, of course, drip, mm -hmm. which are, which is where I spend 90% of my maintenance time is tending to those. Now, Core landscaping, y'all do an audit on irrigation systems. Yeah, we do. What is, what's involved there? So we'll basically go through all the components of a system. We'll start with the controller, right, the brains of the operation. We'll go look at the inline valves. There's a lot of common mistakes that are, that are done when inline valves are hooked in, such as uh, people mounting anti-siphon valves below ground and using improper <laughs> hardware and things like this, right? So we'll go through and kind of look and, you know, adjust pressures and check the wiring connectors and, and make sure that the system's set up like it should be. And then we'll kind of document 
all the issues once we've done flush out to the lines, once we've cleaned out the calcified emitters and realigned the arcs on the sprinkler heads and things like that, we'll basically give them a summary of here's all the things we found, here's all the things we did, and here's what we recommend you do, right? This could improve the system efficiency or this is not really proper. Um, so you should probably consider, you know, changing X, Y, and Z to make it more efficient. Um, sometimes kind of like cars, you can put parts together that don't necessarily, or they aren't necessarily the right parts, but they fit. Yeah. And irrigation is kind of the same way. Sometimes it, you can boy. put things together and it's not proper. I, I am so guilty of that. In my <laughs> lawn, I was developing brown spots and I just got more and more and more frustrated about it. And I contacted the company that originally had done it. And I said, you know, I don't remember these brown spots being a problem when y'all did this. And he came over and looked. He said, well, every time you replace that Toro tip, you're putting in the wrong arc nozzle. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He said, so let me fix it and leave it alone. And next time it needs service, call me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's part of it. Part of it is when houses are built, uh, especially with new developments, there's not as much houses surrounding those areas. So water pressures fluctuate and change over the years. So the hardware might have worked fine when the system was first installed, but with pressures decreasing, inputs, things like that, then sometimes you have to match your hardware with the you know demand of your system. Wow. Now y'all are doing, do y'all charge for this irrigation system analysis? We do. We charge a minimal fee to do it. It's okay. less, less than a hundred bucks. Okay. And uh, we usually apply that fee into uh, the cost of repair should they exceed that cost. So a lot of stuff we can deal with just right up front, but some of that service that's going to require a follow-up will apply that cost back in. Aaron, if somebody wanted to schedule that service, what number would you have them call? Yeah, so they could call the office line. Uh, somebody always answers no matter what time of day or night. Uh, and that number is 602-525-2606. They could also get onto our website, which is uh, core, C-O-R-E, landscapeaz.com. And there's a book now link right on that website. They can just book an appointment straight oh, with us great. for okay. anything they need, it, whether it's landscaping or irrigation. And it syncs right with our calendars. It's very easy to use. Tell me a little bit about the backstory of Core Landscape. Yeah, so... Uh, I had a company previously, we did full landscape maintenance, all those items, and uh, it got a little bit out of hand. We just kind of stretched ourselves a little too thin. Um, so Core Landscape was uh, developed. We actually just rebranded, so some people still know us as Core Sprinkler, but we rebranded uh, just the name change. Everything else is the same, just to better define what services we offer. And we are a full-service landscape provider, but we don't do any recurring services uh, for the most part. So anything else uh, we cover and all that's pretty clearly documented on our website. Um, Well, well, we're here right now at that time of year where transitioning your water schedule is so important. And boy, the evolution of time clocks. Since, Since I first was setting them up in the 70s, At least then they were easy to set up. (laughs) Now you almost need a programming degree to figure it out, but they're so much more efficient. And they're mechanical, too. Those uh, those old timers? Yeah, yeah. Because I had one on the pool, and it never turned on correctly. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd like to come back, because I would imagine any assessment of anybody's system is going to be a deep dive into how that thing is programmed. Oh, absolutely. And they're they're very confusing, so... 
there's quite a bit to learn, but there's an easy way to get those programmed to make the most sense out of them. And if you'd like to join the conversation, ask questions about your irrigation or landscape, one 767 4348 That's one for you. You mentioned the backflow siphon. I, I want to even just talk about that so people understand what happens when water comes into their house and it's diverted one into the home and one into the landscape. But, uh, but right now... Absolutely. Right now, if you're not mowing your lawn and if you're not irrigating and you're out driving around and you're in the market for a new vehicle, I couldn't encourage you enough to get over to 51st Avenue just south of Glendale and pull into the lot at Sanderson Ford. They'll welcome you like an old family friend. And throughout the process, the shopping process, walking the 64 acres, looking at the inventory of new and used vehicles, you'll be treated like a family friend. You're not going to be treated like a number. You're not going to be treated like the next deal. Nobody's going to take your keys while they negotiate the price. That just isn't the way things are done at Sanderson Ford. And that's why me, my six kids, my mom, my dad, my in-laws have all been customers of Sanderson Ford for the last 30 years. Wouldn't think about shopping anywhere else. Go give it a try and see if I'm not Rosie Wright on this one. It's a beautiful morning. Oh, yeah. I think I'll go outside for a while. And just smile. Just taking some clean, fresh air. As we get to Joy, you can find a complete article about checking your irrigation system. Uh, irrigation, the backbone of a healthy landscape at rosieonthehouse.com. It is our blog for the day, our on-the-house topic, where we spend the entire hour talking about something specifically on your home, castle, or cabin. It's all irrigation today. Of course, Sprinklers and Landscape is in studio with us. And, uh, Aaron, we've got uh, callers lined up, so let's jump right through them. Aaron, you have lit up the boards here, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, Let's get to these homeowners' dilemmas. Joy in Peoria. Go ahead. Yes, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, Perfect timing. My um, sprinkler system, sometimes when it goes on, underneath my sink will make the terrible racket. Is that water or air in the line, and what do I do? Well, it could be a bunch of things. Have you talked to any plumbers yet about the issue? No, because you know what? When I go outside and I turn off the irrigation system the noise goes away so i didn't know whether to call a plumber or i need an irrigation guy you'll you'll need a plumber okay enjoy i would imagine that that noise is actually occurring when the sprinkler valve closes and the next one opens and you can install an air hammer arrester right underneath that sink and the problem will be solved forever Air hammer. Arrester. Arrester. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. You'll is do- it something It's something a homeowner can do? Well, uh, you'll have to turn the water off to the house, and then you'll have to take the um, valve off the cold water supply, and then you'll have to get this air hammer in line and then the valve put on. You know, that may require some soldering if you're comfortable soldering. Uh, but generally, I would say 
that would be a, a job for a plumber. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we love you, Rosie. Okay, you Miss know. Joy, thank you. And in Peoria, the closest plumber we have to you is uh, Joseph with Thunderbird Plumbing right there in Waddell. Uh, as we clear a line, that opens a line for you at one 767 Augie's next. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Uh, I want to tell you that that uh, polyriser thicker tubing is the only way to go. That <laughs> is the most that is the most fantastic product. And please let me explain. Within three years of having that thinner tubing, I was getting leaks, leaks, and leaks. And then it got to a point where I'd go fix a leak, and two feet down there'd be another leak. I heard Rosie say that he has a bucket of parts, and uh, uh, it's just it's just <laughs> terrible. So I was introduced to this thicker uh, pipe. I pulled out personally all my old drip system line. I installed this, and I have had zero leaks. You, it, because it's thicker, you need to get a punch that can go through it. And both Home Depot, Lowe's, all the hardware stores sell that punch. It's a cheap item. It's not expensive at all. And you can punch it. You can put in what all your, uh, you know, drip, whatever they're called, all your, uh, you know what I mean. The and heads. This stuff is the best stuff. I got to tell you, as a homeowner that's not in the trades at all, I think it is a travesty that that thin piping is still sold. <laughs> that, that's an aggravated sprinkler repairman right there. <laughs> and it was designed to reduce water use, and uh, there's a lot of great applications for uh, for saving water and, and those drips. But, I, you know, as – New technologies come, and as we learn new ways, new technology has come. And this, these polyrisers, you say it was originally designed as an extension to your irrigation? Yes. Lawn. Yeah, so basically it was designed as a PVC extender. So basically if you couldn't make right angles with traditional PVC fittings, you would use this material to make those bends around trees and things like that. Uh, but we've just adapted, and as has this caller, adapted a way to – use it for drip systems and it's just because of the extra longevity and, and wall thickness and the benefits that it gives you. Well, I would venture to say you have Augie's full endorsement <laughs> on the use of the product. <laughs> uh, you, you, could, you, could just, you could just feel Augie's frustration and relief of not having to constantly be out there digging that stuff up. Let's see if we can bring Blair into the conversation. A question on a vacuum breaker. <laughs> good morning, Blair. Yes, good morning. Uh, I have a problem that I think might be referred to as poppets chatter in my pressure vacuum breaker. I'm not sure if that's the case. I have two uh, valves in my front yard for my irrigation system for my grass. And for quite a while now, I've had uh, intermittently a situation where when my one of the valves comes on, uh, I will get water rushing out of the top of the PVC, PVB as well as um, a do -do 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 noise sounding like that uh, pop it. Bon All right, Blair, we'll hang tight. Do -do 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 -do. We can do a lot of things, but we can't stop the clock. Do -do 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 -do. We'll continue troubleshooting that here. If you'd like to join the conversation, one 767 4348 
one triple eight rosie for you or text to 411-923. Relaxing and learning here this morning at Rosie on the House. Special guest in studio this morning, Mr. Aaron Murkow, owner of Core Landscaping, coming in and talking primarily today about irrigation systems. And just before we left for bottom of the hour break, we had uh, several conversations about people that were really endorsing the particular product you're using. They, they, they've had it. They've fed up with the polytubing uh, as well. But we left one particular caller, uh, Blair. Let's see where, where we can help Blair, bring Blair back into the conversation. A particular question on vacuum yes. breaker. And I love the sound effects, Blair. Give it to us again. Did, did you like that? It's kind of a do 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 sound yeah, yeah, perfect, when you're perfect. standing right. Yes. Yep. And and also what happens is when that's happening uh, from the bathroom area, there's an echoing sound of water in the water pipes. Now this only happens when the valve is turned on. It's it's not at the end of the uh, run of of the valve. And even more strangely. This only happens when it turns the valve is turned on by the timer box. If I turn the valve on manually, uh, right on top of the valve by turning that that knob, it does not happen. Uh, also, it may happen on one but not on the other. Um, and so, the only way for me to stop it from from this noise when it happens is to go out to the the PVV pipe and basically ma- manually turn that ball valve to stop the water flow, and then I can turn it back the valve the ball valve on again and it'll run it without the water recently i've tried stopping the noise by just throwing the timer box and turning that valve off on the timer box and then manually turning it on again but this has been an issue for a while and i'm hoping aaron can give me a hint on what to do well blair i would first say um how old are your valves at your property the the water valves are uh, maybe three or four years old Okay. And uh, the vacuum breaker, have you done any service to it or has that been replaced recently or is that about the same age? Changed three years ago. Okay. Well, what you're describing could be a number of different issues. So you kind of have to start in one place and work your way backwards. Um, A clicking noise could be from a solenoid if it's only happening when the timer is telling the valve to activate. Uh, have you tried turning your valves on manually without yes, yeah. the use of the timer? Blair? Yeah. Have Have you manually operated those without the timer? Yes. As I said, when I manually turn them on, it, it does not happen. It only happens when the valves turn on via the timer box. Well, Blair, what I would suggest is probably uh, switch the ports on your timer that your valve wires are coming into and just try to eliminate if it's the the controller that's causing that issue first. And then if it's not, work your way over to the solenoids on the particular valves because it sounds like more of an electric problem if you're able to bypass that by, by manually opening the valves. And his other dilemma may be the same as Joy's. It could be a plumbing air hammer and the electric activation is so much faster than the manual activation. The manual activation, you're down there, you reach in, you're twisting the little star knob, and it slowly opens up. Electronically, that magnet activates, and boom. Right. And when you 
when you instantly change the water pressure in your home system, either by turning on or turning off, and it starts rattling, that's an air hammer. So Blair, I think we're, we may be answering James's question, who's also on hold. Verify the pressure at your home at the uh, where the water enters the house. Shouldn't be over about 60 PSI. Check that. Uh, and then if that's under 60, then you too, like Joy earlier, should call a plumber and have an air hammer arrestor installed. If it sounds like you're pretty handy, uh, if you'd like to tackle it yourself, you can go to the website Sioux Chief, like the Indian tribe, Sioux, S I O U X, Sioux Chief Air Hammer Arrestor. Order one delivered for about 19 bucks, get it installed, and I am very confident. That will solve your problem. Let's see if we can go to James, who wants to talk about water pressure as well. And then when we're done with James, Aaron, I want to go back to uh, your uh, irrigation system audits that you conduct uh, for everybody. And I want to talk about timers in particular. But, James, let's let you go first, buddy. Yes. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, I appreciate Romy, Rosie, and your guests. But question is, uh, water pressure coming into the house from the main um, home built uh, about right t- 1980. I'm up on a Hunter Street in Shea in Scottsdale. Um, I tested it with your uh, gauge. I got at Home Depot for like eight bucks yesterday. Yeah. It was okay. at 76. Um, my concern is a uh, couple questions. Is that now? Is that now a a, a state require a regulation? Right on a new home, you got to put one of those in. But um, I had the Kinetico uh, reverse osmosis blowout. Um, was under warranty, uh, a new thing, but the plastic had separated. Um, and they mentioned, you know, Scottsdale's water pressure, it could be 110, 80, you know, it could be all over the map. So instead of putting a gauge on and just watching it all the time, because I never got to go to 110, right, um, put a uh, regulator on there, and how much is that going to cost, and then how long, long do you think it'll last? So, James, uh, water regulator is a great idea it's like a surge protector that we talk about for your home except this applies to the water coming into the home you know it's nothing against the city that's providing it to you they're providing water to hundreds of thousands of addresses and properties you know at any given time you know they don't know exactly how much water is being used so they have to keep it pressurized add that add that to your home it's a couple hundred bucks and uh, just like, you know, that's great that they warrantied your Connecticut, but a lot of other manufacturers and refrigerators, uh, water using appliances won't honor a warranty if you don't have that water regulator. So we appreciate the call. You can go to rosieonthehouse.com, select certified partner, put in your zip code, and then by uh, location, the closest all of our certified plumbers will show up, and any of them can give you a, a rough price over the phone. I don't know an exact quote; isn't almost impossible without being on site. But uh, we we would recommend everybody have a water pressure regulator added to their home. Now, and, we, and what do you like to set it at? You you were doing some research on plumbing fixtures that a lot of manufacturers void the warranty if they can show over sixty five pounds of pressure. And a lot of the plumbers are saying, you know, 60 is just a very happy place to be. Yeah. Be at 60. You get the pressure out of the shower head that most people want, but you're not blowing out plumbing fixture uh, uh, gaskets. 
All right, we're here with Aaron from Core Landscape talking about irrigation systems. Uh, Aaron, y'all do home irrigation audits uh, for a for a fee, uh-huh. but it but it, and that analyzes everything about the system. And I'd I'd like to talk about what what do you do with the clock? I mean. The clock really, if, if, there's, if the irrigation system is the backbone to your landscaping, the clock is really the brain to your landscape, to your irrigation. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and clocks are the most common issues that we see with the systems, whether they're programmed improperly or whether they have an indoor-mounted controller that's mounted outdoor, right? Some common issues that we see. More often than not, it's that homeowners don't program the timer for quite the duration that a lot of these plants need. And without doing an audit to see what kind of hardware and components they have at the at the property, it's it's hard to say this is how long it should be set for. These are the parameters that should be put in because we have to understand kind of what hardware they're working with. So by doing that audit, it allows us to go back to the controller and, you know, check out all the functionality of it make sure it's working properly responding properly and then get it programmed to match the season demands and they make you know basic uh, controllers kind of what you referred to earlier and then they have advanced controllers that have wi-fi capabilities and remote management and those controllers it's definitely an investment y'all even do some wi-fi management y'all actually do some wi-fi management of your customers clocks we do, yeah. So a lot, a lot of customers don't want to have any involvement in it. They just want to spend the money to invest in it and then have somebody else look after it. And that's the beauty of this Hunter Hydrowise system that we put in. It allows us to, to manage everything remotely, but make seasonal adjustments, monitor their, their systems, all from a distance. Uh, and we get push alerts to our phones and we can input those parameters without requiring a site visit, which not only gives the customer peace of mind, but it makes everyone's job easier to be able to see all those settings. You know, my, my clock is probably 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the clock I had before then. It was just <laughs> simple off and on pegs that you put on the dial, you know. Uh, but this one uh, went into uh, the computerized mode. But they hadn't evolved at that point to the point... I seasonally i still have to go out there twice a year and reprogram the whole thing all 11 stations uh-huh. drives me nuts right and and there's all kinds of clocks you can buy now right and that's the common question is which kind should we get uh the hydrowise is good because it allows it's very contractor friendly and very end user friendly a lot of these ratios and other types of beehive wi-fi controllers that are on the market they're very end user friendly, but not contractor friendly. So it's good for the homeowner if they want to have involvement, but it's not so good for us to be able to have the involvement and management of their systems. Okay, very good. How long for a typical home? How long will this irrigation system audit take? I mean, is that are you there for a half hour? Are you there for a couple hours? I mean. It, there's a lot to look at. For sure. Yeah, it could range. Uh, depends how big the, the house is and how many components really they have of their system. I mean, a basic one zone drip system might only take a half an hour, but a, a house like yours might take a couple hours, just depending on the complexity and how much running around has to occur to, to kind of figure out what's going on with their, their property. Now, I pulled up to my front door, which I never do, 
and my shrub valve was on mm -hmm. and I could hear water running through a drip system. So I knew something was wrong. Well, sure enough, there's another head laying beside, you know, the plant with the spaghetti tube just squirting constant. Y'all have a strategy of avoiding that problem. Yeah, so uh, just going back to the conversation that we just had, uh, with that system, you know, putting in flow meter management and a master valve are just a couple things that, of course, increase the upfront cost, but they really pay off uh, because we're able to detect those issues before you wait 30 days and get a water bill. Um, just good safeguards to put in place. Water. As we wrap up this hour at Rosie on the House, speaking specifically about outdoor landscape irrigation and landscaping issues with Aaron Murkow of Core Landscaping, uh, I want y'all to invite y'all to stay tuned for next hour where we're going to be talking about making sure you're ready for the summer heat that's coming, things you can do in, about, and around your house for free, for $100, for $200 that'll make you money over this next oncoming cooling season. All of that next hour. But right now, we're back with uh, Aaron of Core Landscape. And, and Core Landscape is one of the newer members of Rosie on the House. Uh, the network continues to grow. Um, I hope we didn't put you through too much grief in the, in the screening process. Some guys get so frustrated with the screening process, they say, just forget it. I said, okay, I'll forget it. <laughs> I was definitely forewarned that it would be a lengthy process. So, <laughs> Well, congratulations for making it through the screening process. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what Core Landscape does? Yeah, so, I mean, we spent quite a, quite a few uh, minutes talking about irrigation, and irrigation is, of course, the most important part of a landscape. Uh, but we offer all kinds of services for landscapes. So the summary of it is that we, we install new construction and renovate landscapes. But we do pavers, uh, synthetic uh, turf, rock installs, low-voltage lighting, basically all the services that would accompany an outdoor landscape. Um, and so if you're thinking about putting an irrigation system but also thinking about renovating your space, uh, just consider if there's other stuff that you might want a 2D rendering on or or some ideas on. Uh, this way, when you go trench the yard to put all those new components in, it doesn't get compromised and tearing up the yard to, to replant and change things too. It's kind of good to bring it all together at once and, and kind of refresh your space. You have plenty of swing riser pipe, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Not after this show, you're going to need it. Yeah. yeah. All right. And, and, if, and if some of the listeners would like to meet you or your staff and talk to you about their landscape irrigation, how would they reach you? Yeah, of course. Uh, so again, our office line's uh, 602 uh, 525 2606. Uh, somebody always answers, and uh, we do have an overflow service on our off hours that can also book appointments via phone. Or again, our website, it's uh, core, C O R E, landscapeaz.com. Uh, has a full list of services we offer, some before and after pictures, uh, relevant content, as well as the book now link to to book a schedule uh, appointment with us. Fantastic, Aaron! Thanks a million for coming down. Yeah, thanks. For I, having I me. have to tell you, I I got into construction through the sprinkler industry, uh, and 
I'll tell you how I got out of the sprinkler industry. <laughs> when Mr. Gosnell was building the Point Tapatio on 7th Street, the man who was my boss picked me up that morning. I had a pick and a trench shovel. And he dropped me off on this rock pile that was going to become the Point Tapatio. And he says, Rosie, I've got to go back home and work on some estimates. But I need a half-inch trench 12 inches deep from here back to there. And he left. <laughs> now, I cussed him under my breath the whole time I was picking my way through that rock pile. But thank you, Dale Masetic, for getting me back to college. That morning made me go back <laughs> to the ASU School of Engineering. So, <laughs> that I got out of the sprinkler business that July morning at Point Tapatia, picking my way through that mountain. Oh, man. So, again, Core Landscaping. Aaron, thanks a bunch for joining us. If you'd like to contact Core Landscape at 602-525-2606. Now, last week we had a big, long conversation about preparing your home for the summer heat, and we want to continue that conversation again next hour. I'm going to take the electric bill at my house from last August, and I'm going to detail it for you. Depending on which plan I was on, my bill could have either been over $500 or as low as $270 for exactly the same electricity. So we're going to talk a little bit next hour with Mr. David Byrne of Green ID about how you can save some serious cabbage between now and the next fall.